Hello, hello, hello. How's everybody doing tonight, this evening, this day? Welcome, 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 welcome to Political Talk, the podcast where we seek the truth, want the truth, and desperately need the truth. So far, we look at the, the three big, big media conglomerates. You got CNN somewhere in the middle. You got Fox on the right, and you got MSNBC sitting so far to the left. But just like CNN, we try here at Political Talk to be in the middle. We do our best, I feel. I hope everybody's had a great day in this beautiful day. The biggest thing going on right now, COVID. COVID. Many states and countries are relaxing mandates or just overall saying, we're done. We're done. We have to get back to normal. And you want to say why? I think if you look back when COVID first started, we solely mismanaged it from the start. And so many factors. I think the reason we mismanage it because we had never seen anything like this since, you know, uh, the Spanish flu of, 19, uh, of 1918. And I think we were in denial with it. We didn't know what to expect. I mean, if you look back to 2020, 2020 was a year where business was good. The stock market was high. Unemployment was low. This country was on a track to have success that she had never had before or hadn't had in a long time. And here comes COVID to just squash it all away. Imagine being Donald Trump sitting in the Oval Office. You've got this great economy. Your poll numbers are high. And you've got this virus looming, looming. And you've got your scientists coming in and telling you, Mr. President, you have to shut it all the fuck down. What would you do? Here you have a great economy. But they tell you if you do not shut it down, you could have deaths in the millions. You do what the scientists tell you to do. You shut it down. And shutting it down, you killed an economy that was rising. You put many people out of jobs. I remember going to businesses one day, they were open, and the next day, they were closed. You had people not knowing when they would work again. The one thing you have to give Donald Trump, he was not a Herbert Hoover. He did not believe in the market would fix itself. He knew that he had to put money into the economy to put people back to work. So that's what he did. Now we can look at the mindset and said, well, he made COVID political. Yes, but the Democrats did too. We made COVID political, and when you made it political, guess what? You had people jump to their sides, jump to their tribes, and no one took it seriously. 
If we could go back and we could say, Mark, what would you change about COVID? I would cut it and not make it political. I would be honest with the American people from day one. Wear your mask. This virus could kill you. Distance. I got COVID. Many people got COVID. But know why I feel like I overcame it? Because I, I social distanced. I didn't go out. I went to work and I came home. Had Donald Trump just been honest with the American people from day one? Now, I heard something today on the radio where they said, you know, how how could we do it? If we truly wanted to sacrifice the virus, you do a two to three week shutdown. I'm talking about a full shutdown. We didn't have a shutdown because guess what? I was an essential worker. I was still working. But if you wanted to have a shutdown, I'm talking about a true shutdown. I'm talking about you shut the stores down, you give people time to go to the store, buy what they need for three weeks, and you shut it all down. That's what we should have done. We should have used hotels. The government should have reimbursed people, reimbursed people, and put the homeless in those held hotels for three weeks. Shut the doors, lock it down, Shut the country down for three weeks. And after three weeks we emerged, guess what? COVID would have been done. And when the vaccine came, we offered money. I honestly believe, I remember when it came out, I read an article, $1,400. You pay people. I would have paid people $1,400 to get the shot. And I wouldn't have made it mandated. I would have given people the option to get the COVID vaccine shot. Now, as these countries are starting to get back, a friend of mine told me, he said, Mark, what do you think? You know, the Supreme Court shot down Biden's mandate. I said, yes, we all knew, you know, OSHA did not have this power that Donald, that uh, Biden was saying they had. But what Biden did at that moment, think about it. He has COVID rising. People are not wanting to get vaccinated. Companies are pulling their hair out. They need something to stand on. The president threw the long ball, and he allowed businesses to stand behind this mandate that was soft. He knew it was soft, but he knew that if he threw the mandate out there, he would force some people who weren't going to get mandated to be forced because if they their job said you have to get the COVID shot or lose your job, and their job could say, wait a minute, it's not up to us. It's the federal government. You push it back on the federal government. You give the job cover. And that's what he did. He knew, I think they knew that it was going to get shut down in the Supreme Court. But it worked. It got people to get vaccinated. It gave jobs cover. I mean, when you look at it, a mandate to get a shot? What has, I will say I'm not vaccinated. But I've been always an opponent to say if you want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. I don't believe in telling people not to get the shot. 
I'm an opponent to say if you want to get the shot, get the shot, but you should not be forced. What scares me about getting the COVID, COVID vaccine shot is the side effects. The side effects. And many people say, well, Mark, the, the shot is safe. The shot is safe. There, there are no side effects. Well, how do we know? Everybody's made different. I've read stories of people who got COVID and got the COVID vaccine have dropped dead. I've read stories of people getting the vaccine and being dead within minutes. And I've read stories of people getting the shot. And on their second shot, within days, they were laid up in the hospital with a nasty reaction. I've read all the stories, and in my head, I say this. There are side effects, but they, they're different for everybody. Everybody's makeup, body's makeup is different. And that's what scares me. My body's makeup is different than your body makeup. But I would never tell you not to get the shot. If you want to get the shot, get the shot. But you shouldn't be forced. And I stand by what the Supreme Court said. You shouldn't be mandated to get it. Now, they did mandate health workers to get it. And there could be some say that maybe healthcare workers should be vaccinated. But I still believe that it should be your choice. But I am a strong opponent that says if the government would have came out and said, we'll pay you $1,400 to get the vaccine, I think they should have did that. Because I think you would have had more people getting the shot if you would have taken those measures. Those measures. I mean, right now you have the truckers in Canada. Canada blocking a very, a main bridge to Detroit. And the funny thing about this is I read, the, I saw a news story about how Canadian uh, politicians were decrying this uh, trucker convoy protest saying, you know, U.S. politicians are rallying these people. What are you going to do when there are shortages, when stuff starts mucking up, you know, companies' uh, supply? And what is happening now? Ford, GM, I think Ford, it was a Toyota plant. Some companies are feeling the effect of this convoy. Now I stand with the truckers in Canada, but I think the protests may be going a little bit too far. I think sometimes we can stand on our laurel, our laurels. We can stand on our uh, what we believe. But sometimes we take it just a step too far. You went an inch too far. And I feel like the truckers are doing that because now they're changing some symptoms of people feeling bad for them to saying they should stop. Some of these truckers, I saw a trucker said, you know, I am vaccinated and I am losing money, but I will stay here for my freedom. I, from what I'm reading, if you're a truck driver and you drive into Canada, you have to be vaccinated or you have to quarantine. I don't see anything wrong with that. I mean, I don't think you should be forced to vaccine. I don't think you should be forced to get the vaccine, but that is me. That is America. I believe in Canada, different country, different culture, and you have to respect it. 
I mean, when we tell people who come here from, you know, Muslim countries that they have to expect our culture and, and our women do things differently than what they like, you know, we tell them that this is America, you have to respect it. So if you go to Canada and you live in Canada, you go to Canada to visit and Canada says, guess what? You got to be vaccinated or you got to quarantine. I'm not going to feel bad for you because that is their policy. Now, if you're a truck driver and you know this, guess what? Don't take a load going to uh, Canada. I stand with the Canadian truck drivers, but when they start mucking up supply chain issues over what they feel is a, a, a government that's taken it too far, that's when I say they have gone a step too far. They have taken it to a point where now you're hurting me. Now you're hurting us because of something you believe in. I do, I have nothing wrong. What I'm trying to say, there's nothing wrong with you believing that what the government and Canada are doing is wrong. But when you start messing up supply issues, when you have companies shutting down lines because they can't get their parts, now you're putting people out of work. You're, coursing, you're costing people money. You know, you. I feel not bad for you because you know you're costing yourself money. But when you start costing me money, now you're affecting my family. Now you're affecting my income. I think the truckers have to reevaluate. I think they have to pull it back. And the scary thing is they're saying they want to do it here in America. Mandates are getting pulled back here in America. I think this country is to a point where we're just tired. We're tired of the mandates. We're tired of COVID. We just want our life back. We've been pushed to a point of no fucking return. But I feel like if truckers do this mandate that they do in Canada, I think it's going to be taken differently. I think we have this mindset that, that, that it's kind of like, oh, we're patriots. We have to do this, this, this tyrannical government. This government's not tyrannical. It's the policy that, the, that uh, Biden had and the Supreme Court shot down. And guess what? He pulled back the mandate because the Supreme Court said it's not justified. So I think these truckers are just trying to ride the coattails of what they did in Canada. Guys, be fucking original. If you want to have a protest, have a protest. But don't try to make it about truckers. The mandates have been pulled. Now it's just companies. It's not the federal government. Companies, some companies still have the mandate in place. And guess what? That is their right. But they can't cry when people say, "Guess what? If it's your right to say I have to be mandated to get the, co I have to be, I, it's your right as a company to say I have to have a COVID uh, vaccine." But it is my right to look for another job, and I think companies are starting to respect that. And I think some companies are pulling back because they know, they know they're going to lose workers here in the middle Midwest. Companies are scared to do a mandate. Guess why? You know why? Because they would lose workers. 
they would lose workers and they cannot afford to lose workers. I think we're coming out of COVID. I think by the end of the year, we will come out of this. Mandates will pretty much be done. And I think we're going to look back and someone's going to write a paper of what we did right and what we did wrong. I think what we did wrong, we leaned too much on the science or we said science, we leaned too much on our politics. We didn't truly trust the science. And we tried to shape the science to match the political talk of the day. What we did right is we tried to, we, we got a vaccine. Now to say how effective the vaccine is, is very questionable, but we got a vaccine. We gave people money. We gave companies money. We did everything we knew how to do as a country to try to keep people afloat. But we have to slowly pull it back. And I think that's what we're starting to do. And I think by 2023, we will look at COVID and we will read about this in the history books and we will tell our grandkids it was one hell of a time. It was one hell of a time. Ladies and gentlemen, I first of all, Morris, I want to say sorry. I am sorry. This is an election year. This is an election year. We are 270 days out from the midterm elections. Twice, it's only happened twice, where a party in power has gained seats. The biggest thing that's happening right now is the Republicans are trying to play safe. You know, and I, I'm seeing that they're trying to play safe. If we want to take a sports metaphor, they are trying to hold the ball. They are not doing anything crazy that could cost them. Everybody's saying the, Democrat, the Republicans are going to win the House back. The Republicans are about to kill the Democrats in the midterm election. Everything is looking, looking that way. And when you look at the generic uh, poll... From uh, real clear politics, Republicans are up, uh, they're leading by four points, 47.6 to 43.6. I personally think, you know, I'm mixed. Do I, th do, do I think there's going to be a red wave? I think there will be a red wave. The question is how big the wave is. And I do stand by what some pundits are saying. They're saying Republicans can lose this. I think you get to a point if you play it too safe. If you don't tell us what you're going to do and you just stand back and you lean too much on Biden, I think it could cost you. And I started thinking to myself, it's almost, I almost want to say the Republicans should not want to win. Now, I know what you're, you're saying is, Wait a minute, why do you say that? Because I think if the Republicans win the midterms, you're going to have Republicans in Congress, you know, be too far right to a point that they're going to turn independence in suburban people off. And it's going to give Biden a chance to create this, you know, difference between them. And I feel like... It's like he's going, they're going to give him, they're going to give him an opponent 
that's going to allow him to look above the fray. And, you know, if you're a Republican, do you really want that? I will say I think Kevin McCartney's Kevin McCarthy, I think he's going to be a very, very weak speaker if he's elected. Here's a guy that ran for speaker before and could not get votes and lost. But I do think he's going to be a very, very weak speaker. I think he's going to have a lot of people too far right in his conference that are going to do a lot of things. They're, the biggest thing I think the Republicans are going to call for, they're going to call for impeachment. They're going to call for all these investigations. Now, you have to look at it. If I was advising Biden, I would say, just do what Trump did. Do what Trump did. And he would say, Mark, what did Trump do? Trump told the Democrats no. He dragged it out. And he made it to the point where you looked at Congress and you said to yourself, what power do you actually have? I feel if I'm advising Biden, I'd say you follow the Trump model. And when Republicans bitch and when they complain and they stomp their feet, you just simply say, well, when Trump did it, guess what? You said nothing. And then there was a woman who one time said to me, she said, oh, Trump, Trump this, Trump that. And I said, well, the reason I say Trump and a lot of people say Trump is because when he was in power, you were OK with it. But now that he's not in power, you're not OK with it. So guess what? It makes you a hypocrite. You cannot be okay with it when Trump's in power, when a Republican's power, but now you turn your head up in the air like you're high almighty and say it's wrong. It's wrong because you're a hypocrite. You have to be right from day one. You had to be against it when Trump told Congress no. So when Biden tells Congress no, you got to be okay with it then. And you're going to see Republicans come out and they're going to play this high horse. Oh, I want to see pushback. I want to say, well, when Trump did it, Senator, you didn't say nothing. Why are you saying something now? And you will see them in their head trying to come up with an answer because they know they're wrong and they're just fucking bullshitting us. Just be honest. This election can go two ways. This can be 2010 when the Republicans lose a Congress that is destined to be theirs. Or this can be 2018, just like the Democrats, when they win back the House and somehow, by a miracle, keep the take back the Senate. There's a scenario where the Democrats win. And I think if the Democrats, by some miracle win, you are going to hear the, 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 the lies of, oh, they stole the election. They, this has never happened before. They stole the election. One man has a lot to lose this year. He better hope for a red wave, and that's Donald Trump. Donald Trump has a lot to lose. If the Republicans lose this midterm, Donald Trump's done. People are going to start to turn their backs on him. Do you know there are Donald Trump people that he's endorsing that can't even raise money? The thing about Donald Trump, it only works for Trump. It doesn't work for you. And I think a lot of politicians are realizing that. Trump gets a pass, but guess what, Senator? Guess what, Congressman? You do not get a fucking pass. I think the Republicans have a chance if they take back the House, take back the Congress, the Senate, to do something good. I would advise them.
to do something good. But I also would advise them, do not go in the mud. Do not start these phony investigations because guess what? Guess what? You will turn off the independence. You will turn off the middle. You need to rise above the fray. We are 270 days out from a midterm election. An election that is set on defining, are we happy with the course we are on? That's what the midterm elections are all, all about. They say, Mr. President, you have been president for two years. Am I happy with you or am I not happy with you? By one argument would be, what do Democrats have to run on? Build Back Better is dead. You passed an infrastructure bill. You passed a COVID relief bill. What do you have to run on? What are you going to say? And for Joe, for uh, uh, Joe Manchin to sit on a Sunday talk show and, and laugh and say, well, I'm a West, uh, West Virginia Democrat. <laughs> There's your answer. You're a man all for yourself, Joe. But guess what? You're in the Democratic Party. This is a team effort. This is a team effort. This is not a fucking eye effort. Of course you're a West Virginia Democrat. You're a West Virginia Democrat, but guess what? You're a Democrat. You're part of a party. And somehow you forgot that. And people will say, by chance, oh my God, Mark, you know, he knows his voters in West Virginia. Uh, okay, but guess what I saw? I saw a man who played it safe. He played it fucking safe. Yes, Joe, Joe Manchin's worth $7 million. There are people in West Virginia who could have used Build Back Better. They're, they're West Virginia Democrats too. But guess what? It showed that Joe Manchin only cares about his damn self. I think we're going to look back at this time and we're going to say Joe Manchin was all about himself. He talked a big game. But when all the dust settled, it was all about Joe Manchin and his fucking high horse. I think if you're if you're if you're uh, this president you go back to the drawing board. You pick things that were popular out of Build Back Better, the child tax credit, the community college, some of the environmental stuff, and you recraft the bill. What makes people respect a person is a man, a woman that takes a stand and says, this is what I fucking believe. This is where people would vote for you. But if you're so squishy, if you're so scared to take a fucking stand, why should I back you? Don't you come knocking on my door asking for my vote? What have you done for me? We've got politicians who only care about themselves. Why do you think people want a third party? We have never been close to a third party than we were in 2016. And I feel like 2024, we are getting to that point. This midterm election 
is not only a referendum on Joe Biden, it's also, also a referendum on the Republican Party. What have you done? What have you shown? You're all talk. You're not doing nothing. Mitch McConnell is playing it safe because he says if we do no harm, if we hold the ball, we can win the game. That's Patrick Mahomes how them how that worked. Holding the ball, playing it safe does nothing but hurt you. You got to toss it up. You've got a minute left on the clock. You need to fight. Show the American people what you stand for, what you're going to work for. But right now, all I'm seeing the Republican Party standing for is a man in Florida named Donald Trump. And the question is, why do you want to vote for a party that has become a cult to a man? You don't have ideas anymore. It's only what the cult leader tells you to. But you could say, well, Mark, what about the Democrat Party? Yes, the Democratic Party has become too woke. Look at the crime. You've got prosecutors scared to charge people. Yes, these are petty crimes, but we need to go after them because we need to pull this crime spree back. No, nobody should be allowed to go in a store and steal what is not theirs and not fear consequences. We need to get back to order. We need to get back to justice. And the Democratic Party is not giving us that. And what is the Republican Party going to give us? You could say we elect the Republicans. What are they going to do? They are just going to go after Joe Biden. Are they really going to have a policy? Are they really going to have reforms ready to go? Or all they're going to be is about talk and investigations. And we need to impeach this president because we have to get back what he did to our president. Ladies and gentlemen, we can do better and we need to. Will you? Will you? Or will you just let the parties continue playing you? Playing me, playing us for suckers. They don't care about us. We are just pawns in their games. I, I heard someone say, you know, they're feeding us lies. At the same time, they're picking our pockets, begging for money, telling us we need to hate the other party. But donate me five bucks. Give me 20. But hate the other party. Hate the other person because he does not see like us. He does not believe what we believe. The question I will ask, do they believe what we believe? Both parties are wrong. They've lost their way. <clears throat> As America, we need to get it back. This midterm election, 270 days, can be so much. We just have to believe. We just have to be willing to fight for it. Yes, the Republicans are set to take the House. Yes, the Republicans have a chance to take back the Senate. But what are they going to do with it? Are they just going to muck it up, mess it up, and make it about Joe Biden? 
Are they going to make it about the American people? If we all we do is investigate the president, do you have time? Do you have time for the American people? Do you have legislation for the American people that's going to make our lives better? But if you're just going to investigate, if you're just going to attack, why do I need to show up and vote? This country is at a turning point. And I know every year you hear people say, this is the most important election of our lifetime. I honestly believe 2022 and 2024, these are the most important elections of our lifetime. Democracy stands in the balance. Your ability to be a citizen, to speak as you want, to watch what you want, to listen to what you want. When people say, I want to take my country back, when did you lose it? What rights have you lost? Joe Biden mandated vaccines, but you could have went to another job that didn't require them. It was capped at 100 employees or more. You could have went to a job where there wasn't those requirements. You are buying into talking points that all they want to do is divide us because they have nothing better left to do. Aren't you tired of being divided? This midterm is a referendum not on Joe Biden, but let it be a referendum on the Republican Party. What do they stand for? What do they believe? What are they going to fight for? Republicans just censured two of their members because their members stood up and said, I have a mind of my own. I'm not going to toe the party line. And guess what? They got done wrong because of it. Their RNC censured them because they said January 6th was legitimate political discourse. And Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger were wrong for impeaching this president. They are wrong for sitting on the January 6th committee. Because all they want is to find the truth. And the RNC, for some God reason, does not want the truth. The Republicans are so busy blaming, trying to get you to think it's uh, Nancy Pelosi's fault. It's, there's a, you know what I heard the other day? There are some group of Republicans who are saying it's the Capitol Police's fault. We want the truth. Do you know there was supposed to be a bipartisan commission? And the Republicans voted it down. Because their dear leader said he did not want it to come out. January 6th was a horrible day. And for anybody that tells you it wasn't, for anybody that tells you, oh, the police let them in. Oh, there was nothing going on. They're buying into what people are telling them. 
January 6th was an attempt to overturn this election. January 6th was an attempt to take down the government. And for those people that thinks January 6th, if it would have succeeded, if it would have succeeded, and we would have kept Donald Trump in power, you could say goodbye to your democracy. You could say goodbye to your freedom. Ask the people of Cuba when Castro took over. Do you think you would have got everything you were you got now? Giving one man power does not solve anything. It just makes shit worse. Look at history. But we don't want to look at history. We want to be blind. We want to be fed. We're like we're like little children who runs to the van with the van door open and he promised us candy. And we get in. We know it's dangerous. We know the shady character scares us, but he says he has candy for us. And if we get in, we can have a taste of that sweet candy. Do you want the candy? Or do you want to be the person that walks away from the van and runs? There's so much disinformation out there. You know, when I hear disinformation, I, I say to myself, disinformation only comes down to, are you smart enough to know the truth? Or are you dumb to believe what they're feeding you? Russia disinformation was, are you dumb to buy in to what people were selling you online during the run-up to the election? Are you dumb now to buy into what they're telling you now? Or do you do your research? Or do you just want to be force-fed what the political parties are giving you? Ladies and gentlemen, we can be so much better. This midterm election, this midterm election is a referendum on the RNC, the Republican Party, and Joe Biden. Which way are you going to go? Do you want freedom? Or do you want to live? under tyranny. I'm not here to scare you, but I want to make the case to you, for you to see. January 6th, probably in my lifetime, was a dark day in history. It was a coup, and the RNC says it's okay. It's legitimate political discourse. So when they say legitimate political discourse, so when BLM, when Antifa breaks into buildings and steals and robs because of something that's happened that they don't like, can we call it legitimate political discourse? And when the RNC comes out, when they realize what they did gets so much pushback, they try to walk it back because they know what they did was wrong. They were expecting an attaboy. 
They weren't expecting arrows to be thrown at him and say, what the hell, boy? January 6th was a dark day. The midterms or a referendum on the way this country wants to go. Every year you hear it, this is the most important election of our lifetime. This time it's true. 2024, it is true. We are setting, we are setting, we are setting the match. We're setting how we want to go. We're setting the board. We're setting the course. Ladies and gentlemen, which way do you want to go? Do you want to be ruled by a man? Or do you want to be ruled by a country? We can do better if we, we look at people in Canada and we stand by them. But they go too far. The election wasn't fair. But then January 6th happens and we went too far. In this country, in this world, we have this ability to take things too fucking far. George Floyd dies and we break into buildings. We rob stores and tear down our own community. We take it too far. Far. There has to be a point in this country where we pull it back. Aren't we tired of taking it too far? Aren't we tired of being fed these political talking points? These people mean us no harm, mean us no good. They only care about themselves. This election is a referendum on Joe Biden and the RNC. Which way do you want to go? Which way? Tell me. I think the biggest thing this week that impressed me the biggest thing this week that impressed me is Mike Pence finally grew a backbone. Mike Pence grew a backbone. He stood and said, I did not have the ability to turn, overturn the election. And Donald Trump is wrong. And he said Kamala Harris won't have the ability either. What amazes me that people bought into this argument. I, I heard someone says, so you're telling me the vice president has the ability to overturn an election. Mondale didn't know that in 81. Dan Quill didn't know that in 92. And Al Gore did not know that in 2001. If these men had known that the vice president had the ability to overturn an election, 
Don't you think they would have done it? Especially Al Gore. He had questions. He had, he wanted answers. But guess what? He stood like a fucking man and took it. Trump could not do it. A fragile eagle, eagle, ego would not let him. Would not let him overcome what many knew. His whole, can you imagine that? You never lost before in your life. And you lose on that big of a stage to a man you don't respect. And you have to take it. So instead of taking it, you tell people the election was rigged. You know why? I, I, I've always said this in the beginning, if you listen to past podcasts, I say my favorite wrestler was Shawn Michaels. Because when he had the belt, when he had the championship belt, he was always willing to put it on the line. He was always willing to take a stand. You want a title shot, you get a title shot. Mike Pence took that stand. My friend told me, he said, you know what, I, I, I'm not a big Mike Pence supporter. I would never vote for Mike Pence. But what Mike Pence did by standing up to Trump and, and, and taking a stand, it made me look at Mike Pence twice. And that should say something. He took a stand. Mike, Mike Pence could have played it safe. He could have said, oh, yeah, we, 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 we lost the election. We didn't lose the election. He could have been squeamish. But at that moment, he knew he had to take a stand. He had to get out of the thumb of Donald Trump. Mike Pence has a shot now of maybe winning the nomination, of becoming president, because at that moment, he took a stand. He started to distance himself from the man he had to cover for, he had to lie for, he had to twist himself in knots for. He said, I do not have the ability or I did not have the ability to overturn the election. The election belongs to the American people. And the election does not belong to me. It does not belong to Donald Trump. You can't tell me you can't respect the man who does that. You can't tell me you, you, you don't look at a man twice who does that. Who says right now, at this moment, I am bound free. I am going to hold to principles that I haven't held, held to before. Mike Pence took a stand. And of course, Donald Trump didn't like it. You know what amazes me? That all these people want to be president. But what do they say? Well, if Donald Trump's going to run, I'm not going to run. Well, if Donald Trump's going to run, I'm not going to run. You know what? If I was a Republican, and I was a Republican senator, and I was I in the White House, if I was a Republican governor, and I was Y in the White House, and they said, Governor uh, Mark, are you thinking about running for president? I'd say, you know, I'm thinking about it. 
I, I'm doing my job here. We're in our second term. We're looking good. The, the, our economy's doing good. And, you know, I'm thinking about higher office. And I think I would be a good president. And they said, what about Donald Trump? And I'd say, what about Donald Trump? What if Donald Trump runs? Are you going to back down? Why? Why should I back down? You know, I've come to realize this. Donald Trump does not want a primary. Donald Trump wants to cruise to the nomination. And the RNC would be a fool to let him do that. Just ask the DNC about Hillary Clinton. Donald Trump does not want a primary. And he's making the RNC twist itself in knots, take positions that are making them look stupid, making them look foolish. Do you know they're paying Donald Trump's legal bills? The RNC is paying Donald Trump. Here's a man worth $93 billion, million dollars, if not more billions, and they are paying his legal bills. So when you donate to the RNC, guess what? You're donating to Donald Trump's lawyers. Come on. They would ask me, they'd say, Governor, what do you think? I'd say, he's not president anymore. And I and if I if I want to run, I'm going to run. And I would challenge you have a case to make why you're better than Donald Trump. He wasn't conservative. Look at his budgets. He didn't run a good government. Look how many chiefs of staffs he had. He had more acting secretaries than any president ever. The man created drama, unstableness. He lost an election that he should have won. And if you vote for me, we will. Donald Trump rallied his party and Republicans picked up seats in one except him. That should tell you something. And if I was going to run, I wouldn't be scared of Donald Trump. Donald Trump's weak. And you could see it. The party is, the, I think the party apparatus is starting to slip from him. A lot of supporters are starting to get tired of the stale act. There's a case to be made, but Donald Trump's not making it. Someone else can make it. Mike Pence took a stand. And for that, my buddy said, I, I will look at Mike Pence differently. And at the end of the day, I think I will too. But I'm still a strong believer that there's a chance that we might get a third party. So we might need to look at that also. Also. <laughs> also. All right. What do we got? Oh, education. The biggest thing going on right now in our country is people want to whitewash our history. Teachers are leaving the profession in droves. They're not making the money. They're not getting the respect. We've got school boards empowering, pres empowering parents to have more 
say in their kids' education than ever. You've got legislatures empowering parents to, if they don't, um, they're, they're empowering parents to basically dictate a teacher's curriculum. So if a parent, A, doesn't like what a teacher is teaching, they can complain. But if parent B likes it, they can complain. You know, when I was in school, my parents but let the teachers teach, and they respect it. They didn't try to teach or do the teacher's job. That's why the teacher went to school. That's why she has a degree. But you've got, okay, well, let me see this. Let's, let's start back. So when COVID happened, I heard someone said, you know, you had a lot of parents sitting at home, and they were hearing what their te teachers were teaching their kids on Zoom, and they weren't liking it. I think what came down to is teachers were teaching their kids history. And if you look at history, there's some parts in history that aren't fun. There's some parts in history that hurt. There's some parts in history that make us look bad, but it's history. And so you had parents not liking the history that they were being their kids were being taught. So they said to themselves, Maybe we should change history. Maybe we should take that out because I don't like that kind of history. You can't change history. MLK died on April 4th. The Holocaust still happened. Wars still happen. You can't go. Can you imagine you're teaching, you write up your curriculum, and someone comes and says, you know what? I don't like the way you're teaching. Uh, you need to change this. And it starts Xing out what you're doing. There's a bill floating, I heard, in one state where parents can sit in on classrooms. The only time a parent ever sat in on a classroom when I was in school is when a kid was misbehaving. If we allow, if I, 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 as a parent myself, of course I want to say in my kids' curriculum, but I don't think I should change it. I didn't go to school to be a teacher. I respect the kid, I respect what the teacher is doing. But if we start allowing parents to truly dictate and take out parts of history they don't like, take this out and take that out, you're going to have more teachers leaving the classroom. Because what's the point? That's like going to a parent's job who's a CEO and you know nothing about their job and saying, guess what? Maybe you should do it this way. I know nothing about, uh, I know nothing about leading, you know, uh, airline company. But guess what? I, I, I said at a Holiday Inn, I have an idea. I have some ideas. You know, I know nothing about being president of the United States. Joe Biden, but I have some ideas on how I think this country could do better. I know nothing about history, but I have some ideas on what I don't like and what I do like. Because I don't like the sound of what, what you're saying about the, you know, the Jews and the Holocaust, about the African Americans and, and slavery, about uh, the Civil War and how it made me and my people look bad.
You know, a lot of people, when you talk about the Civil War, you say, who was the Confederate president of the the Confederate States? Who was the president? A lot of people don't know the answer. Look it up. I'm not going to tell you. Look it up. I know the answer. Look it up. So all I'm saying is this. We're giving, we're, we're allowing parents to have too much of a say. So when we, we break it down, critical race theory, all it breaks down to is this. Critical race theory is basically, critical race theory is, oh, <laughs> oh man, I'm, 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 critical race theory breaks down to parents not liking history. Not liking the history that makes them feel uncomfortable. And so their idea is wanting to change it. You can't change history. You can only learn from it. You can only do better from it. Critical race theory is made up, does not exist. And for the governor of Virginia who won his race on it, you could also say it was all due to racism. And I agree with that because black people have, it's all a pawn. Inflation, inflation, inflation. Inflation is high. And I feel like it's going to be here, Be here. Uh, I would say probably by the middle of next year. Um, as you can see, the Fed is going to start raising interest rates. And by raising interest rates, you're going to see rates rise. And it's slowly going to trickle down the rate. So I, I think inflation is going to get better. But I also think, you know, the Fed is going to take some measures to help that. I also want to say blaming Joe Biden for inflation. I would also say you would have the same problem if Donald Trump won a one re-election. I mean, we came out of a pandemic and we had less workers. And, you, you know, I think the biggest thing is you look down as uh, truck drivers. You don't have less truck drivers. Uh, one aspect that you know, the department is doing, they're allowing 18-year-olds, which I don't believe, to drive, to drive interstate. I think that's one aspect that's going to help, uh, help inflation maybe a little bit, but not a lot. Um, critical race theory, let me go back on that. I think critical race theory does not exist. It's not taught in schools. I think when you break it down, it's all due to racism. Truly, I think giving parents a say in our in teachers' curriculum is only going to piss off teachers. I think um, legislatures passing these critical these uh, C critical race theory bills are going to hinder our kids' learning. Trying to whitewash history will not help. It's only going to hinder and hurt. January 6th was a horrible day, and I think anybody who tells you otherwise is only lying or they've been fed a pack of lies. Ashley Babbitt is not a hero. She's a domestic terrorist. Anybody who tells you otherwise is wrong. We can do better. We're 270 days out from midterm election. 270 days out from a midterm election. Imagine that. We can do better. This is a referendum on two parties. Which way do you want to go? Do you want to go left or do you want to go right or do you want to stay in the fucking middle? 
Ladies and gentlemen, you have a choice to make. Let's make it together. I'm tired of being led astray. I'm tired of being told what I need to think and be given talking points. We can think for ourselves. Think with me, not against me. Critical race theory does not exist. We're impending and hurting our kids. We need to get back to reality and get back to normal like we're doing. COVID is done. And Joe Biden is the legitimate president of the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, have a good night. Thank you.